tapped or clicked into College Volleyball Weekly with Stanford's Charlie Ekstrom and Arizona's Alana Rennie and special guest, UCLA's Jaden Whitmarsh. And now here's your host, Rob on the mic. Hey, good day, everyone. Another episode of College Volleyball Weekly, but it's a little earlier than in years past because this year, for the first time, the NCAA allowed for fall exhibition or fall competition. And there were a ton of competitions. I mean, some showed up on websites, some didn't. Some were reported by the student athletes on their Instagrams and Twitter. But I got the best handful of athletes on screen to help me sort through this crazy time. But it's an exciting time because the whole purpose of having this fall exhibition was to get more eyes on collegiate beach volleyball, which we know is growing at an exponential pace. And there's an excitement that's following this, this growing sport. So with me, Jaden Whitmarsh from UCLA, Charlie Ekstrom of Stanford, and Alana Rennie of Arizona. Thanks for joining me yet again for some of you on uh, College Volleyball Weekly, ladies. Thanks. Always good. To- <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We can all talk over each other. It's okay. <laughs> I know. We just are all excited to be here. <laughs> yeah. And it's not February, right? <laughs> yeah. New beginnings, new fun, new fun edges. So as athletes that are competing in this first ever fall you know, season, uh, what were your thoughts of going through the, this, the, the competitions? Because, you know, certain coaches were going with their top ones or they're mixing the pairs up and, you know, throwing people in different flights in the lineup. But um, I wanted to get your take on it. And we'll start with you, Elena. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, in years past, we still had competitions and stuff, but the formats were a little bit different. Um, this year, I feel like it was a lot more tournament play, which was fun. You know, I get to play a bunch of different teams and, uh, yeah, the changing of the lineups is, is always fun. You get to play with different people and see how your connection works with them. I think overall it was really fun and a good experience for everyone. We got to travel more and, uh, overall it was just a lot more fun than in years past. Yep. How about you, Jane? Um, I agree completely. I think uh, it's always fun to compete and it's always like a little sneak peek uh, to the season, which I always love. Um, I think the one thing that we were kind of unsure of is the whole like, okay, this pair or these two pairs go to this place and then everyone else is here. Um, So we were kind of uh, wondering how that was going to go. But ultimately, I think it uh, came out for the best, um, especially with our team, we have a pretty big roster this year. Um, so it gave a lot more people opportunities to play and get to play with different people. So in the end, I thought it was great. Yeah. How about you, Charlie? Yeah, I think very similar to Jay, what she was saying is like that kind of like mix between mixing and also kind of keeping some pairs similar so that you've got like that good seating for the end of the preseason. I also think it's interesting coming from a quarter system school, and I'm sure Jaden, you probably feel fairly similar, Um, but we came in and we had such a shortened, like it almost felt like COVID all over again, like Stanford Beach Volleyball, we had the shortest preseason of any team nationally Um, during the COVID season. We had two weeks before we started games, and I think it felt like a little bit of a taste of that again because of the fact that we came back so late. But because this preseason opened up and a lot of semester system schools had like, let's say a month longer to prepare than we did, it was kind of a little taste of like a quick preseason. How are we able to adjust to live competition when we don't really know the new pairs or the new freshmen super well, but it was really, it was a great learning experience. And I think that if anybody can say anything, it's the athletes in fall who competed as much as we all did because of the fact that I think 
if we're able to push through weekend, some of these long weekends that we're seeing more matches than we've ever seen on a normal college weekend because of these pairs tournament formats, because of kind of the mixing and matching of all these games, matches, duels. I think that if we're able to make it through, say, an eight match weekend, we're going to be able to make it through weekends and keep our bodies in super good shape. And I think that we're going to see a much higher level of volleyball at the end of kind of the season long stretches when we're still playing very high level, but like maybe a little bit more fatigued. I'm thinking, hopefully, hopeful thinking um, that we'll see a little bit less fatigue and a little bit more like preparedness for what's to come. Charlie, you answered like all five of my questions all in your response. So, uh, you know, not cool, but we're going to go ahead and get the rest of it. Well, I've got more. I've got more that I can share. I was just giving a taste. <laughs> well, because I wanted to ask, like, you know, being that you guys are competing in this new format, um, how was your, your training impacted and how do you feel um, you guys are doing? Because you didn't really have a chance to prepare for these fall tournaments because it's not like you come in August and train for beach volleyball like indoor women's does for their fall season. So what is it like going in kind of, I guess, cold, unless you're playing in pro tournaments over the summer or other CBVAs or other tournaments? So uh, we'll start with you, Elena. Um, I think for that, it's honestly kind of personal. Like it's it, uh, depends on individual um, because personally I took the entire summer off, which is exactly what I needed. I needed to not touch volleyball. I needed to be excited to come back and to play and to compete. I know other people, they trained all summer and were still really excited to play. Uh, but I think in terms of school, it was, um, you know, like as a team, we collectively were like, let's get ready for the fall. Like, let's really prepare. Let's do all this stuff. So we really were able to like push ourselves and practice in weights and cardio and conditioning and all this stuff. And I think um, it, it is like different. And, um, sometimes we aren't as prepared as we think we are, but I think that's always a learning (laughs) process. Um, but I think with the additional fall, uh, competitions and stuff, we get more off days, um, because of what we're allowed uh, in terms of hours and stuff. So that was also trying to manage that and trying to manage, um, uh, like being sore and being tired and fatigued, like what Charlie was saying earlier, Um, But I think overall, it was just like, still kind of just getting into the grind of it. Cool. I'm going to jump over to Jane since Charlie answered the next five questions. So we're going to just skip Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Um, Yeah, my my response is pretty similar. I feel like uh, typically fall um, season or fall quarter for us um, is usually you're just grinding uh, in the weight room. You're trying to get stronger. Um, learning like fundamentals, uh, uh, especially freshmen and maybe new transfers coming in onto the team, trying to figure out the system and how everything works. But um, with the the fall tournaments, I would say it was cool to um, see how quickly um, teams got to adjust um, and uh, they put their competitive helmets on and kind of just got after it, which I thought was really cool. And I, I could see like the... Um, the new skill sets that we were learning transferring into the game already. So I thought that was really interesting to see. Okay. All right, Charlie, we'll let you have another stab here. <laughs> no, I think that it was, I think that it was good. I think that, I don't know if anybody was really like abrasive towards it, but I think that all of us were kind of just very curious to see what it was going to be like because of the fact that we just, I mean, we came in and we we're like, okay, we have two weeks, like, let's get after it. Let's grind. And something that 
I think was a really cool mentality is we all kind of got together as a team and said, we're still using this fall to get stronger. We're still using this as an opportunity to grind in the weight room. We're still using this as an opportunity to like hone these skills and kind of focus on fundamentals, but we're just adding in a much higher level to that by adding competition in. So there were definitely like moments of frustration and there was definitely more of like discomfort than I would necessarily, than I would think like would normally come in a competition setting because of the fact that you kind of have to bounce between this like training mindset of where you're working on getting a lot better or trusting where you're working on, like trusting just exactly what you know you have in you. Um, so kind of finding that balance, I think was a really unique perspective that I haven't necessarily seen in college beach volleyball. Um, so I think it was good. It was definitely fun, like kind of on that learning curve of like, you're, you've never played with this girl before. And all of a sudden you're getting a text from your coach the night before saying, Hey, we're going to test this out tomorrow. Um, for the next three matches and you text your partner and you're like, okay, like, how do you like to high five? Um, I don't normally <laughs> get that when we're in the middle of season, but I think it was really fun to get that, um, in this preseason when I normally might practice, like we normally might practice with six different people, but if you only have two weeks of practice, you only get so many reps with so many people. So just cool to learn. Yeah. Next question for you guys is, um, as a whole, do you feel like teams were experimenting with lineups that you're competing against, or do you feel like the coaches are going with their most likely top picks in the upcoming season? And let's start with Jaden on this one. I was just thinking about it. I think it, uh, it changes team to team. Um, I feel like there were teams that were mixing it up for sure. And were putting, you know, seniors or fifth years of freshmen and like doing that kind of thing. And then there was also teams that um, the ones that were the ones pair last year were playing in the tournament. So um, I think it definitely depends on, on which team you're talking about, but um, I think uh, fall is supposed to be about trying new things and giving those new players um, experience. So. Okay. Alana, how about you? Yeah, I totally agree. I think you might have a pair that's maybe your ones or twos for maybe two or three years together. And then someone new comes in, whether that be a transfer or a freshman, and they just happen to work better with one of those people. I think that's something to experiment with. And I think also our team sort of had a lot of injuries like in and out throughout the fall. So being able to try and test out new partnerships for any injuries that might happen in the spring too, is also a good strategy and a good technique for us to be able to play with anyone who we might need to, depending on the lineup of that given competition day. All right, Charlie, bring it home. Yeah, I think I, I couldn't not, I like, I could not agree more with what you guys just said about like how important experimentation is in fall, because at the end of the day, like you never know, like in season, going back to that, like injury comment, you never know what's going to happen in season. So like kind of having that preparation to just be able to adjust, be able to work with a bunch of different people, get kind of insight on how you play with other people is so valuable. And what Jay, what you were saying with like, just giving, giving freshmen and giving newbies to teams, that opportunity to compete with people with a wide variety of people. So they just kind of have that under their belt, get a little bit of the freshman nerves kind of broken off like pretty quickly. I think that it's so valuable. Um, I definitely feel like it was a big mix between people. Like, I feel like there were some teams that very much kept it true, like a very similar lineup to what you'd expect to see in season. And there were others that it was like all over the board. And I know that we kind of like went back and forth with both like there were some tournaments where it felt like hey like we could 
very much see like, and we even in kind of dual format tournaments, like it's like, Hey, you could very much see a duel like this in season. And then there's others where it's like, Hey, let's bring everybody who might be a backup player and like give them an opportunity to come play with, with a starter or with whatever. And it was a really cool experience because it was almost like team building as a result of it, because we got to, everybody got to play a completely different role than we might've expected to play at any point in time. So it was a really unique and fun time. Great insight by all of you. It's like, I'm like jonesing on all the stuff you're, you're throwing out there. Um, you know, I wanted to ask you this, and hopefully it doesn't put you on the spot as competitors, but um, do you feel the fall competition would be a good indicator of where teams could be at come the official start of the spring? And uh, I don't know, I'm going to go with Charlie on this one and see if she has a veteran answer on it <laughs> and then go through the rest of it. Truthfully, I feel like it again, like it's a little bit of a toss up because of the fact that we saw so much experimentation, but I think that the other side of things is like with all of it, you still see such high level of volleyball. So it's like, okay, whatever lineup said teams put together, we're going to see a super high level from whatever they choose to do because they were at a high level in all of the, this like wide range. So I think that we get tastes there. I don't know if it's completely indicative. Like, I don't know if say I don't even know because it's one of those things that we don't see the full depth of the team in the fall. Like it's very, very pairs oriented and we see some strength in certain pairs, but we don't necessarily see the strength through five pairs. And if you only see two pairs from a school compete, you don't really get a full taste of what that school is capable of. Cause at the end of the day, you need to have three pairs that win to win a duel. So I think there's some indication like this will be a school that like competes at a very high level and there will be like, I think there's a definite indication of there's probably a top 15 that are out there that it's like, yes, here are the top 15 that are coming in, but I couldn't tell you what that order is quite yet of right. what the order of the top 15. Charlie extra number one, simple there. Only 14 <laughs> more to fill out. <laughs> no. All right. Alana thoughts. Yeah, I totally agree that it's a toss up. I think 50 50. It's we're at U of A, we're a very technical team, and it takes some people, especially the freshmen and the newbies, to like really hone in on those techniques and really like develop them themselves. So I think, with that being said, like in the fall, it's kind of like you have to get worse before you get better almost. So sometimes, like in the time frame of the fall, like they are not able to be at their highest potential of where they will be in the spring. And then um, I'm totally guessing but I hope this is the same thing but um with other teams it's kind of like some people can just like excel in a certain amount of time so like maybe it takes them until the spring to really just get everything that they need to get out of the program in terms of practice and then be able to um execute that in competition so I think it really just depends on the person and I don't think we can really tell what it's like in the fall um because I think some people are still so new to their school or so new to the technique so new to their partner there's so many different factors that I think take more time um to develop in order for the spring to really be apparent of how they are doing wow that is a great answer <laughs> Jaden you get to follow it up <laughs> I don't have anything else to say like they just knocked it out of the park I mean oh, um all I could say is that I agree and that I think that um like being in fall, like you, we're not going to be able to say who's going to be at the top at the end. Like no one's going to know until that point in time. Um, 
especially in fall, I feel like there's still so many um, players with maybe some injuries before or um, even just like with freshmen and the implementation of freshmen and transfers and all that. Like uh, for me, I thought it was super interesting uh, at the fall tournament, seeing the new teams and the new rosters and how like, oh my God, this girl transferred to this school. Like I had no idea. Like portal you know, frenzy. Exactly. Like it's just it's crazy seeing like a whole new team. That was, that's what I saw from fall. Like um, especially some of the freshmen that, uh, that are going to be really impactful on a lot of teams. I think that's cool to see too. Yeah. Um, so I know that there are a lot of, of fall exhibitions going on. So I'm going to tell our listeners and viewers this. What we are going to share with you in the next few moments is based on what we are seeing firsthand because results weren't properly recorded or reported. My extent is how far the wireless mic went. That's where I could watch the matches, which is maybe four courts from where I'm, I'm stationed and then going to some of the other matches. But there are like 36 different courts going, so I can only watch so much. So the same with these ladies. They're competing against the teams that are immediately on their courts and maybe rooting on a few of their teammates on the other courts. So it's going to be limited, but I still think it's a great discussion to have because there are definitely some standouts this season. So our next round of questions here are going to be involving what we've seen so far. So uh, don't hate on the girls. Love them. They got great insight and knowledge. So bear with us here. And and schools, get on your social media. Report the stuff, all right? <laughs> there. There's my, my gripe. But here, um, based on what you ladies have seen, who are some of the top performing teams, the whole squads that you've seen so far? And I know that there are pairs competitions that had multiple pairs going, but you know, based on what you've seen, would they be a good competitor or, you know, do they have a good future ahead of them? We'll say come spring and we'll start with, uh, let's go Charlie. I've been going last or middle for you. So let's, let's have you do the first one. Don't answer every question afterwards in your response. I, I promise I will not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for top performing teams, some teams that I personally, that we personally went up against a couple of times and got to kind of see them. I think I'm really excited to see where Long Beach State goes. Um, I feel like they've kind of been an underappreciated program the last several years, and they've got some depth and talent. They've got a couple of transfers. They've got some really talented freshmen coming in. So I think Long Beach State has been underappreciated for a while and needs like has earned that appreciation that they're gonna that they were a top performing team this fall. Um, I think also on top of that, I think just in general, I was very impressed with UCLA and GCU um from competition point like just being there and then LMU as well I think is going to be a force to be reckoned with they also got a couple of transfers um so Southern California Arizona schools doing great things and that's probably as about as strong as my reach gets um NorCal more school, than my four courts that I've accessed yeah. to, so. <laughs> um I mean Cal will be a really fun competitor for us I think that we're gonna have a lot of fun competition with them but I can never give them quite as much credit just because of the fact that I'm a tree and we're, I'm still sore on a football loss from this weekend. Um, Should I reach out to Ainsley Reddell and uh, Ashley Delgado? She'll probably, they'll probably just pat themselves, like wipe off the shoulders and say, yeah, that's right. We won big game. Thank you very much. And walk out. Um, <laughs> no, but I think that I, of the schools that I saw, like as full squads competing, like, Cal, LMU, Long Beach State, um, and uh, UCLA are probably like my four picks that are high performers. Yep. How about you, Atlanta? 
Um, yeah, I was also really impressed with GCU. I think they have really just been growing their program a lot in the past couple of years. And I've really just added um, fantastic new players each and every year, including transfers. I think that's really impressive as such a new school still. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Washington, you know, trying to, oh, you know, cool. recreate their program with a new coach um, from Cal. And I think they're doing a great job. They have a lot of transfers this year and they're obviously doing great things for the program. Um, and then my last one, I'm not totally sure about the entire team just because I have, I wasn't able to watch them a whole lot, but I think LSU has a lot of um, potential and future in their program. And I think, you know, they do a really good job of recruiting transfers as well. Um, and I think they're going to be kind of a force to be reckoned with. So it'll be exciting to see this year. All right. Jaden, how about you? Um, you can yeah, say yeah. UCLA if you want. I mean, I'm just saying <laughs> you're contractually obligated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I would say the, there's so many good uh, full teams this year. It's hard to pick a few, but um, I have to agree with Charlie. Uh, Long Beach State um, is definitely a team to look out for. They have a lot of uh, good transfers and a lot of uh, impactful freshmen coming their way. Um, who else? GCU, I agree that they've definitely taken their program uh, a long way. Um, and so they'll be a force to be reckoned with. And then um, lastly, what was my last one? Uh, I'll go, I'll, I'll go Washington. I agree with Washington, um, especially in that uh, top pair, but uh, I think that would be the next question. <laughs> you know, the uh, two teams that, and ironically, they're on the, the uh, East Coast, Stetson, and then, well, TCU isn't on the East Coast, but they're CCSA, that, that's close enough. But uh, they got some really good pieces in place, which I'll go into more detail, but um, they performed really well in they got really good results in all the exhibitions that I saw them in. So I'll go into detail when we go to the next question, which is top performing pairs that you saw. And uh, I'm going to go with a uh, start with Jaden on this. I don't think you've gone first yet. So let's uh, pop over to you. Well, I wanted to say that the team that I forgot was actually TCU. That was the one that was <laughs> on my head, but you mentioned it. So thanks anyway. Um, <laughs> But yeah, pairs, um, definitely, let's see, what is it, Chloe, is it Chloe Lorene? Yep. Yep. And Kelly Robinson, um, obviously they had some great showings uh, in the fall tournaments. And then uh, from LSU, Kylie DeBerg and Ellie Shank, they were um, obviously really good and won some fall tournaments this, this past fall, which was really impressive. Um, from personal experience, trying to hit over Kylie DeBerg is not fun sometimes. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're they're great. Um, and uh, yeah, there's there's a couple more in there for sure. All right, how about you, Charlie? Yeah, I think like the given, I think we'll probably all stay is Kylie and Ellie from LSU. Um, I had the pleasure of watching them and just. LSU always does some pretty great things with having some pretty talented defenders and some pretty massive blockers. Um, but I really think that this pair that they've put together of Kylie and Ellie just did a great job this fall. Um, and so like massive shout out to them. I literally don't, I don't recall them ever really dropping a match ever um, this fall. Um, so that's a super impressive thing to do is like from everything that I've read and seen, 
Um, I didn't watch them drop a match. So very impressive by that LSU pair. Um, I think that a pair that we didn't get to see in action in Alabama, but it's a pair that like needs to go completely recognized is Ali Hansen and Alanis Navas of GCU. Um, Alanis was competing internationally for Puerto Rico during the time of the Alabama Pairs Championship. So Ali stepped in and played with Abby Hughes. And then Ali still took a third at the Pairs National Championship with Abby Hughes. And so going from like winning that the LA um, West Coast battle in the fall with Alanis and then taking a third with Abby in like crazy weather and really, really high level competition in Bama. I think that like Ali's doing incredible things, but like, so like kind of whatever pair Ali Hansen is on, like watch out for, um, but huge shout out to those pairs. All right. Let's go to Jaden, number two, and we'll have a uh, Alana finish us out. Wait. Jaden, you still there? Oh, yeah, I'm oh, here, yeah. but I already went. Do you want? Oh, okay. We'll go. <laughs> oh, that's right. You went first. We can skip me if we want. It's fine. No, we'll, um, we'll go for Alana. <laughs> no, I totally agree with you, Charlie. Uh, that was the exact pair in my mind. Um, but more specifically, just Allie. I think she is a very easy person to play with, and it kind of shows in her results. And I think that's it's a, it's a hard thing to accomplish, but I think she has. And um, I think a lot of people are seeing that and I think she's getting the recognition that she deserves. And I'm really happy for her in that. Um, I also uh, wanted to jump over to Tegan DeFalco and uh, Piper Monk. I forget the rest of her last I name. Drink. Yes. Um, you know, both transfers, Piper took a couple years off and now I think they're playing under a new coaching. Um, and I think it's really good for them that they're being fairly successful in, in having their old programs, you know, those types of coaching and those, like how they played with those teams and now playing a a new team, both together are coming from different programs into this new one. So I think that's really, um, impressive to see how well they, um, we're able to play with each other in such a short amount of time in the fall. Yep. I think I know why I said you, Jaden, because one of mine was seeing you and Lexi playing together. Mm-hmm. And that was a pretty, you got the brawler and you have the scooper right behind <laughs> and, and you're flying all over the place and Lexi is hitting the crowd out of the ball. So that was fun to see being that that was the court in front of me. Oh. Um, but the other court that um, TCU has Lena Camille now uh, freshman from I'm going to get, oh gosh, she is, I'm going to get it wrong. I'm going to try, but she's from not the USA and she's (laughs) playing with Kate Privet. And, um, you know, first couple of plays, she got a ton of blocks. Like it was nothing. And I went and spoke to her. She spent time split blocking with her international team. So like she was a natural and she's a lot bigger than I thought. I I thought she's maybe right around 5'10", 5'11", but she's really like 6'1", 6'2". So her Instagram line. I think she's from Ukraine, I'm pretty sure. Yes, Ukraine. There you go. Um, But it was cool seeing a freshman come in and do uh, perform the way she did on the court in Manhattan and uh, do well with a very experienced Kate Privet, the transfer from Florida State. Mm -hmm. So um, I caught some of your matches, Elena. Had some good ball, uh, good play against Pepperdine. So I had to give you props. And of (laughs) course, I was watching yours, Jane. And Charlie, you're on that court with Lena and Kate uh match two at Manhattan so that was a fun one my heart was torn 
<laughs> yeah, no, Lena's a, she's a great player. And so is Kate Privet. So it's fun seeing like the fifth year transfer to TCU, take the freshman from the international freshman under her wing. Uh, Kate Privet did great things this fall. So, I mean, that, that TCU pair was awesome. And then Lena actually ended up stepping in um, and playing with Danny Alvarez at the Alabama Paris championships. And Danny went and played full-time defense behind Lena um, and so that was super fun to watch too, because those are two very strong, talented blockers ending up coming together and playing together in that Paris championship. So it was good stuff. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I just go over the results for the first, well, the ones I did have access to, we'll go to the rest of the questions, but in the East Coast Paris championships, first Florida State's Paige Kalkoff transfer from FIU and Raylan White. Second was FIU's Rochelle Mancinelli from Italy. And uh, Melicia Vukabrad, a transfer from Cal State Bakersfield. Third place, this is a Stetson team to watch out for. Carolina Ferraris from Brazil. And Anita Namike from Latvia. We know a few Latvians here. Um, and uh, FAU also was a, also a third place. Jillian Cangelosi and Christine Jarman. At the Arizona Fall Classic, uh, Abby Hughes, Maya Morin first. Grand Canyons, Ali Hansen, Alanis Navas second. Chloe Laureen, Natalie Robinson, and Dana Roskich of GCU, Chris Rowan in third. So all the names you guys are dropping, you rock solid. So um, good call on all those. Um, in the West Coast Paris Championship in Manhattan Beach, Ali Hansen, Alanis Navas first. TCU's Danny Alvarez, Tanya Moreno second, third. Lexi Denenberg and Jane Whitmarsh. Uh, UCLA's Abby Van Winkle, Mackie Boyd uh, in the fourth place spot. So with the limited access to the results, um, who are some of the top players? Some new ones, some old ones. Maybe you just want to focus on one. I'll leave it up to you guys. Uh, we'll start with you, Alana. Um, yeah, I'll focus on just one. We kind of just briefly brought her up. Uh, TCU, Danny. I think she is just very solid. She does not make any mistakes. She has a clean swing. She is a lot taller than I thought she was. Um, I like went up to her and do to do the captain's coin toss and was like looking straight up. So that was, um, that's always fun. Um, but she was able to play full-time defend like defense in Alabama, which is also just very impressive and shows how well she moves in the sand. I think it just comes very naturally to her. And I think, um, you know, she is just a very consistent player and really knows how to play beach volleyball with her volleyball IQ is very high. She is able to read the court, read the defense, know her offense, know what she can do and what she can't do. And um, it's just really impressive to watch and play against. Yep. How about you, Charlie? Yeah, I think my like player of the fall, who is my favorite to watch, and I'll like say two, um, but my player to pick up to watch of the fall was Allie Hansen of GCU. And I've said this like, because I mean, she played with two different partners she won or placed like was on the podium at every single tournament that she was at. Um, she did an incredible thing. So Allie Hansen just stood out as a player. Just don't, you don't want to mess with Allie Hansen is kind of what this fall said to all of us. Um, she's awesome. And then I think that the other one that we had kind of mentioned her in a pair um, is Natalie Robinson on Washington. She's lefty. She does not make a lot of mistakes. She's very consistent. Um, I played against her, Kate Riley and I, we had a three set thriller in the quarterfinals against her and Chloe and Chloe's an incredible blocker, but any ball that I hit like past Chloe's block, I think Natalie like one arm scooped me the entire third set and made me look like a fool. 
Um, so <laughs> Natalie is, she's an incredibly talented defender and with a lefty arm swing, she's a force to be reckoned with. Yep. How about you, Jaden? Um, yes, I am actually going to go a freshman on my team, uh, Maggie Boyd. We mentioned her, she, uh, her and Abby Van Winkle got fourth in the Manhattan, uh, West coast pairs championships. Um, but she, from just firsthand experience has been, uh, such, uh, such a fun player to watch and also compete with and against. Um, I, uh, she, we call her the silent assassin because she's a pretty quiet girl, um, and she's, she's kind of quiet on the court, but she just knows what to do. And um, I think she's going to be a really impactful player for us this year, um, whether it's her jump serves or uh, her passing or whatever it is. But um, yeah, we're super excited to have her this year. She's very Charlie Extremesque, where she gets to the service line and pops off like five, six, seven yeah. serves in a row because uh-huh, she's got exactly. such a tough jump serve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How about you, Elena? I already went. Oh, I'm over seven, <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> I went as well. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, that would leave me. So I'm gonna drop a few names here. Um, Maggie was on my list, but um, Gabby Walters at USC uh, is that her name? She's playing with Delaney Maple, um, but freshman blocker, I believe, from Texas. But you know, she is swatting a lot of balls out of the sky against some really good teams. And she just seemed really natural. She reminded me of Devin Newberry uh, mm-hmm. when she first came out, just a good reader and uh, was able to knock down a bunch. Um, the other ones uh, that really caught my eye, Skylar German. You played with her in a tournament this AVP this summer, Charlie. And man, I love fiery defenders. That's why Jaden and, and Alana are on here. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing against the blockers, uh, you know, but still, I mean, she got up and there were times I'm pretty sure when she is like high five and she's taking her partner's hand off because she was so fired up, but she is blasting the ball, digging like on extended rallies. I think they won nine out of 10. Anything that went beyond 30 seconds at Long Beach State is winning because of the effort that Skyler was putting out. And uh, she played with Taylor Hagenoff, freshman incoming for Long Beach State. Girls got some skills as a freshman. So the talent that's coming in that Mike Campbell has at Long Beach State is pretty amazing to watch and, and to see it develop. Um, I can confirm that Skylar's high five may take your hand off <laughs> <laughs> just from maybe just from experience. She's a fiery player and so fun to play with. She's a super, super talent. And I can concur on everything playing with her in a uh, I think four tournaments this summer. We we stuck together for the majority of the AVP tour, and um, she's she's a great great human and great player. And fire is like I feel like if I'm going to describe her in one word, like fire is the word to describe her. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. Um, you know, I wanted to touch on that first ever AVCA pairs championships uh, when I Gulf Shores on the weekend of November four through six. But we have the result. But I wanted to ask you. I mean, I'll. Here's the placing. We'll talk about you know what that means for the programs. But so fourth place, Washington's Chloe Lorraine and Natalie Robinson, as we've mentioned. Uh, third place, Grand Canyon's Allie Hansen and Abby Hughes. My always, I could have gone over eight on that one. TCU second, Anna Ver- Vergara and Sutton McTavish. Is that how you say it, Charlie? And then first, LSU's Kylie DeBerg and Ellie Shank. Um, thoughts on that 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 finishing four there? Uh, we'll start with you, Elena. Um, I think, you know, you hear some of these top schools that have like a little history of winning um, and those teams aren't necessarily in that. So I think it's kind of exciting to see that 
beach volleyball as a sport in itself is growing and there's talent going all over the country in colleges. I think it's really exciting. It just kind of spreads the competition wherever you go. Um, I personally was not even supposed to go to that tournament. I was <laughs> a 12 hour before the flight call um, because our defender, Sarah Blacker, um, got sick and was not able to go. So I found out only a couple hours before I was supposed to go that I was um, going to be partners and reunited with Alex Parkers. Um, but I think it was really fun just to see all the competition. And I think, you know, there was a lot of competition, you know, a lot of games went to three. It was really high intensity, really good talent. And I think it just goes to show that the sport itself is growing and just becoming more competitive each and every year. All right, Jaden, take a shot. Yeah, I agree. I like seeing all these. Um, I like how it's four different schools. That's kind of what's standing out to me. I like how um, it's not just dominated by one school. I think it's promising that this season's going to be full of ups and downs, and there's going to be. There's no lot coastal schools. Just <laughs> 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 pretty Rob. No I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be fun to see how everything plays out. I think there's going to be some fun games ahead, and some upsets, and some some great volleyball. So I'm super excited. All right, Charlie. Couldn't agree more to everything that's been said. It was, it was a super fun weekend. Um, like I was saying earlier, I mean, Natalie and Chloe, we had a three set thriller with them in the quarterfinal round. So they ended up knocking us. And so we ended up finishing sixth overall. And it was so fun. Cause we were saying like our pool had not a single West coast team in it that I know that I can think of. We had like pairs that we would have never seen in a fall tournament or maybe not even seen in a regular season tournament that we were able to go up against and get reps against and kind of develop our game beyond. So it was something that was a really cool experience there. And I think that also at this Paris tournament, like I kind of mentioned it earlier, there was gnarly weather, like it was super windy, super rainy one day, then sunny another day, but so much wind. And then the last day it was flat calm. So like all of those pairs being able to go through all like almost every element that you could possibly imagine and still come out finishing as high as they did like playing against a bunch of high level teams I think that there's a lot to be said about just like the capability of these pairs to do as well as they did amidst so many elements so super super cool yeah yeah this is I didn't send you guys this question ahead of time but I wanted to ask you guys because um as I was looking at results and looking at where different players are at um some of the schools had athletes with international commitments like uh, Alanis Navas and uh, Maria Gonzalez of TCU with Puerto Rico. You had Maddie Anderson in Florida state. And then you had um, Megan Kraft at USC and they're all playing for their countries. And there's some other like, you know, Czech Republic uh, athletes. There are some Ukrainian athletes that were gone. Um, how can, uh, do you feel like athletes like that can fully impact the results or the, the program when they come uh, come start of the season. And uh, I, Jane's shaking her head. So I'm going to go ahead and hit her up first. <laughs> I think absolutely. I think that's kind of the thing about fall. It's, it's, you're seeing the pairs out there, but it's not the full, the full thing. I think um, that goes along with also injuries too. Um, players that have not returned yet. Um, you're never going to exactly know what to expect just from this fall season. Um, that's what I kind of love about it. I love how it's just like kind of a sneak peek, kind of like a tease. And then once you get down the line and get into spring, um, then you're seeing what uh, the whole team as a whole is working with. All right. Alana? 
Yeah, I totally agree. I think those people can impact it, uh, impact the team as a whole, but I think it's fun as another player to play against like different pairings. <laughs> That's a lot of peas. Um, <laughs> but um, it's it's fun to like play against different people that you don't usually like you wouldn't usually. I'm I play ASU. We've played the same person or people for the past three years, and it happened to be people from my club. So I've been playing them since I was in high school, and so these different. Uh, tournaments and different situations allow for everyone to play someone different and it's fun it keeps your mind going it keeps your your drive for the sport going it keeps it just different and more entertaining I think all right and Charlie yeah I think that like it all comes down to kind of what we we've all been saying is that those types of players can absolutely make the difference and also just the rest of the team that we don't get to see in the Paris side of things like that absolutely makes a difference I mean all of these teams that played in this Paris championship, like there's no guarantee that we'll see those exact pairs again in season. And I kind of love that fact about beach volleyball is that there's so much ability to mix, to change, to make things, to like add a little spice to everything that it just makes, there's no given on what's going to happen in season this year. And I think that, I mean, we do still have a lot of grads that are within NCAA beach volleyball, but we're seeing less and less like COVID shirts every year. I know like Jaden and I are both technically COVID shirts this year, but we're still like, we're on the younger side of the COVID of the COVID classes. And so we're seeing kind of this like youth in beach volleyball come back. So there's such a toss up in all of these schools. Um, so I think it's really refreshing. And I do think that there's going to be a lot to be said about what happens when we go back to five V five duels, like like Jaden was saying, I think that we're going to see a lot of upsets. I think that we're going to see a lot of really, really heated three, two matches um, just because there's so much talent out there. Well, this is one of those questions I'm going to catch you guys off guard with, but every year that we've been doing the show, um, we've been talking about the depth of talent on each of the teams. But as I was looking at, at you know, reviewing about what we're going to talk about, I realized, oh my gosh, all you guys are from the Pac-12. Is it going to be a brawl in the Pac-12 and we see deeper talent on the teams this year? Um, start with you, Elena. Yeah, of course. I think it is every year. And I think every year the talent gets even more competitive. So I think it's just going to be an absolute dogfight every single time our schools are playing each other. I think a lot of the transfer situation too can change things up and maybe sway one team a different way that maybe in the past that one team had an advantage over or had that winning record. But I think Pac-12 is just, it's its a dominant conference. And I think the talent is just spread throughout the entire conference. And it's really exciting, which is why Pac-12 tournament is super fun and and, and always looking forward to that. Yeah. How are you, Jaden? <clears throat> yeah, I completely agree. I think um, our conference has always been super competitive and super fun. Um, and I think the growth of beach volleyball is really showing with uh, the rosters this year, especially. I feel like um, each year, like it's continuing to grow. Um, and I think uh, I think it's going to be a really competitive uh, Pac-12 conference this year for sure. Yep. And Charlie. Yeah, I think going into this season, I feel like in past seasons, some things are more given than this season has then this season seems like it's shaping out to be, I mean, even looking like, like we've said, like depth of rosters. I mean, we have the largest roster we've ever had in the history of Stanford beach volleyball every year. It's gotten bigger. I mean, 
my freshman year, we had a roster of nine beach only volleyball players and we had to take some indoor players because we couldn't fill a full starting lineup with all the beach players that we had came into a very building program. And now we have 21 beach onlys and two indoor and beach player combos. So that's something that's like coming back as like the grandma of the team. Like I'm looking at it from such a widened perspective that I'm like, wow, like, okay, I've seen every little aspect of like a big team, a small team, all of these things. And I think that with how large our team is, how deep we go, like, I know we're ready to compete. I know UCLA has a big roster. I know all of these other schools also have big rosters and are really, really ready to compete. So I think, yeah, it's going to be a dogfight as it always is. But I think this year, especially we might see some more like actually fighting tooth and nail for the, for that uh, three, title. two results. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, it's even crazier. So, so one of the pieces of news I wanted to hit earlier, but I'll just mention it now is so GCU now in the CCSA, that's the same conference as LSU, Florida State, <laughs> TCU. So it doesn't get easy over there either. So um, going to be a crazy year for uh, beach volleyball. And I'm looking forward to how it all pans out come the start of the season. So um, Jade Whitmarsh of UCLA, Alana Rennie of Arizona, and Charlie Ekstrom of Stanford University. Thanks for coming back on again. Looking forward to connecting when 2023 starts. Uh, gosh, it's crazy. It's only two months away. So uh, <laughs> thanks again, ladies. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to College Volleyball Weekly. Be sure to follow Rob Espero at the Rob on the Mic on Instagram and at Rob on the Mic on Twitter.